And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. Mind Escape, we have episode number 88 today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Michigan Sasquatch and uh, Bigfoot uh, with our new buddy, uh, James Lady. Uh, you can check out James's uh, YouTube channel below. Uh, I have the link there. Uh, check us out at patreon.com slash Mike and Maurice. Uh, you'll have uh, exclusive access to you know interviews and stuff that we don't have on our YouTube and audio channels. Uh, thanks to Shelby, who's a, a recent Patreon uh, member. And... Um, Visit our website at MikeAndMauriceMindEscape.com. Follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com, Mike underscore N underscore Maurice. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at slash MikeEscape, and we are also on Facebook as well. Uh, what's going on, James? How are you? Usually I'm well, thank you, and thanks again for having me. No problem, no problem. Thanks for coming, my man. My pleasure. It's good to see you again. Yeah, <laughs> same, same. Thank you. So... Uh, like we talked, you know, a little bit before, um, I'm skeptical of the Bigfoot thing. It's not that I don't believe in it. It's just that I've never seen really that much compelling evidence, but I've also not really delved deep into it. Like I have other subjects that we focused on on our show. Uh, but it is an anomalous thing. I know a lot of people believe in it. There is mythology from across the world, from, you know, the dense forests of Washington all the way to Asia. Um, so What's your take on on the phenomenon? Do you think it's a you know flesh and bones type scenario? Do you think it's a consciousness based thing? Do you think it's maybe a mixture? What do you think's going on? You know, I I until I know otherwise, I'm with the flesh and blood camp. Although there's a lot of weirdness, a lot of strange stuff that goes on uh, in my pursuit of the phenomena. Uh, initially, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the in the pre-show. I was simply planning a camp and a fishing trip up to the Boundary Waters with some buddies. I wanted to know exactly the, the lakes we were going to uh, traverse and the portages we were going to have to endure. There were four before we made our final weekend. I found everything I wanted to. I thought, what a, what a wonderful research utility. And I had resisted uh, uh, a feed. I guess, you know, suggested videos came up. And, and, you know, given the region, the Boundary Waters, a Bigfoot video came up. And I finally, after about a week, week and a half, after doing my research, uh, I clicked on it, and I ended up going down the rabbit hole on this. Uh, and I don't regret it. it it's uh, it's been a, quite an adventure. It's uh, I've had encounters since I endeavored this, and I've also had experiences in the past, which uh, are in by my mind now. After all I've learned and witnessed, uh, those situations in the past can only be explained uh, by this by the fact that there's a there's a large bipedal hominid out in the woods and in the grasses of Ohio and and in the mountains of Oregon and Washington. They are pretty much in 49 of uh, 50 states, by my understanding. There have been reports uh, in, in all 49 states. What's the um, what's the missing state? Yeah, what's the... Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah, mm. I, I don't know that there have ever been any, you know, valid reports or eyewitness accounts for and that and if if some people believe there's a connection with aliens and i don't know if there is or not but if there were i would think that you might have sightings in hawaii why the hell not right. it has agriculture right. it has populations and uh, but what i found out and this might be a giant leap so early in the conversation is that they live 
very close to us, and they are far greater numbers than uh, the layperson would ever imagine. And if you're skeptical, you, you, you might not even believe it. But I have found uh, evidence of there having been somewhere, just judging by the structures that I've found. Um, and these areas overlap our hometown. I've found structures in Southfield, um, I, in uh, uh, Beverly Hills, um, up and down the Rouge River, the Clinton River, the, uh, and the Huron River. And it is the Huron River where I have endeavored a listening project for the urging of a fellow by the name of Christopher Noel. Smart guy, talented guy, author of several books on the subject, the most recent of which I think is Mind Speak. Uh, I have not read it, um, and I'm not even sure I can go there. In my encounters, I've never had any um, any foreign thoughts uh, that didn't originate from my own own brain. So uh, you know, I don't know. I, I honestly am... I've learned more than I ever thought possible about the species, um, and there's but there's so much more that I don't know, and, and I, I choose to remain ignorant, and uh, I can't take a position on on the woo side of this thing, the the cognitive, um, whatever you mentioned, that's <laughs> totally unfamiliar to me. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't believe they're a manifestation of an inner sort of consciousness. I I, I don't believe that. Um, right. So going into this, that's kind of, like I said, that's what I believe. I believe these things are like epige like we know epigenetics is a real thing. I think it's possibly an epigenetic genetic memory of maybe living alongside these things as Denisovans, Neanderthals and early homo sapiens. Maybe we wiped them out. We hunted a lot of other things into extinction. Um, you know, I'm like you said, you're familiar with Graham Hancock's work. You know, he does a lot of stuff. You know, I don't know if you read his new book, uh, America Before, uh, which no, kind of that, that one piques my interest. Right. right. And it dispels the Clovis first theory um, with all the new evidence that's come out, which that, you know, humans have only been here more. You know, we know that humans have been here a lot longer than what we've been told via the, the Clovis first theory. But um, so, yeah, that was my thought is that that's just some sort of you know, memory of, of the past, maybe it's built into our DNA and it's just this, maybe we have this flash of, um, you know, an anomalous cluster of particles. And then when our brain goes to that, I don't know, that's just my theory, but I like, you know, you, you sent me a bunch of pictures and movies and, and audio clips. Um, and we're not going to play the audio clips just cause it'll weigh down the live stream, but you can go to his channel sure. below and check out his audio clips that he's recorded. Now, when you record the audio clips, um, what kind of gear are you using? Do you go, do you look for specific locations? W what do you do with that stuff? Uh, I, you do need to look in certain locations. Uh, the area I found along the Huron river, uh, satisfies the criteria that I look for in an area that I'm going to search initially. Uh, I wasn't so exact. Well, I was. There's a certain methodology that was published by a fellow by the name of Nathan Rio. Um, he ran and he had provided all the content for Utah Sasquatch, I believe it is. He's he's gotten out of this and he's actually taken down a lot of his uh, videos. I think he only has maybe three. Uh, talented guy, uh, very smart. But I he shared his methodology and this, it, 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 the the. I'll send you the link to it. It is still an active link. You just can't find the video now on his um, on his YouTube channel. But I'm happy to send this. It's simply called How to Find Bigfoot in One Day. And he, he doesn't find Bigfoot in one day. However, 
he goes to a new location based on the criteria, the search criteria, and the geographic characteristics of an area. And he'll go and he'll find signs, and he follows the signs, they lead to more signs, and ultimately, you know, some, you know, concentration of very, you know, teepee structures, like the teepee structures I found in Southfield. Yeah, let me pull uh, one of these up here. I'm going to pull one up uh, so people can take I was a just going to ask you, is that, so these TP structures are the things you're referring to when you said you found evidence on the Rouge River, Southfield, and things? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. And that's what I'm looking for. So the area I found along the, the um, Huron River was protected on three sides by the river, and um, uh, it had uh, a couple corridors, the natural corridor, uh, the river be, being the natural corridor, and a uh, man-made corridor, which is a railway. And I have found in Mount Clemens and in the greater Ann Arbor area uh, um, that where you have intersections of these crossroads, whether they be natural corridors or man-made, uh, very often you can find sign. And I found sign in this area. It's a public park. And, um, and people are through there dozens. It's a couple few dozen people, I would imagine, who go through this thicket. Uh, it's the inside of an oxbow of the Huron River. And, and I'm sure that none of them are aware of really what goes on there at night. Uh, which I, and, and do I know what goes on there at night? I have a pretty good idea. Uh, the audio that I've uh, gathered uh, came after all that search, after observing uh, the structures within this area uh, over some months. And it was Christopher Noel out east who uh, sent me his recorder, which just looks just like this. It's the Olympic, Olympus DM-70. Uh, okay. Right, DM720. Anyway, this little unit's about a buck fifty on Amazon. Can you guys uh, see this uh, that I pulled up these these um, TPs? Can you guys I see that? See. Okay. Oh, I cannot. Oh, I wonder why. What's going on? So uh, Christopher encouraged after after seeing what I had published on my YouTube channel, he said you've got to start recording. And I have to say I, I resisted because I'm I'm a guy and I'm lazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the necessary work and effort that went into this was uh, uh, Herculean, pretty much. Uh, it caused stress on my relationship. Uh, I'm married now. So I finally put a ring on it. Nice. Congrats. <laughs> After a oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But, the, you know, the engagement almost broke up a couple times because of this passion. Uh, I know by my own wits and my own reckoning that this phenomena is a real phenomena. And uh, having learned from others, I, I, I went out. And, uh, you know, the river I've been fishing and since I was a boy up north um, on the 45th parallel, um, you know, I'd been, all my attentions were on the stream. And now I learned this uh, uh, technique and what to look for in the hills and uh, in the forest. I started exploring. I kind of burned out on fly fishing. So went the uh, inland route and uh, found amazing things. And one of my first days out, I'm not a big hooper, whooper or holler, but I gave a whoop and I got response. And uh, it wasn't half hour later. Was exiting that I was kind of huffed out uh, three times. Something was paralleling me above a ridge back to my left, and um, that was a, a bit daunting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd say so. so it, it was pretty. Those wild. pictures but, are but, broadcasting on YouTube. Interrupt you, but those pictures are going up on YouTube. I know we're not being able to see them. I don't know if you guys can communicate right. via what pictures being presented, but. Perhaps you can describe to me which they are. And I yeah, so they're, the TP structures they're two TPs. It's the one where I think the one's from Southfield, uh, the one on the right and the one on the left might be from somewhere else and maybe northern Michigan. One has Michigan. a bunch of green leaves behind it. The other one looks more of uh, fall time. It's pretty bare. Yeah. Oh, is that a singular TP? 
Yes. There's one that, built up against a tree, and then there's one it, like standalone. Pretty fancy standing. Okay, I want to uh, oh, look at that. I got a notification. Watch now. Like a Maurice <laughs> is on live. <laughs> well, if you pop that up, you should be able to watch as we present them. Oh, yeah, be a little bit of a delay. So just that's what I'm doing. Just make sure though the the audio's turned down on it so it doesn't feed back in the background. Good call. For some reason. Uh, that's been a problem since uh, we used to do this on Google Hangouts, and then they did away with it, and it kind of messed. It. We had to right start a whole new system. But okay, I see the TPs. The the one on the left is the first one I ever found. That was the very first TP I found, and that's up north in the valley. I used to fish as a boy. And uh, the one on the right is the actual TP where I recorded the audio um, along the Huron River. Interesting. So. Uh, yeah, I had no idea what I'd uh, get when I endeavored the uh, listening project. I had roughly 200 hours of, of raw audio footage, uh, which only recently I completed uh, the, the review. And uh, it, it's hard. A lot of the stuff I heard was obvious. A lot of it, very, very subtle. And there's a thought out there uh, in, in the Bigfoot world that they have an ability called infrasound. You see it in elephants. Tigers can use it. It's used to disorient prey. They can, do, you know, focus sound waves, right. infrasonic sound waves toward a predator. Some people walk away from situations like that. They call it being zapped, and people have uh, feelings of nauseousness and things like that. Sound can kill a person. Infrasound right. can kill a person. Uh, so it definitely has um, uh, an effect, a biological effect. It, it, but I'm thinking perhaps... I'm not sure it's a, they're using it as a weapon or as an offensive me vocal mechanism uh, to zap people. I can't say I've ever been zapped, although after my last encounter, who my daughters were present, one of their friends who grew up in the UP, uh, who's still trying to wrap her head around the situation. You know, my daughter and her friend who grew up in the UP saw exactly what I saw as well. So I don't know if there's a projection of a, a you know, a, a the, the phenomena you mentioned earlier about right. you know, these things, because you know these these are yeah, eyes. Uh, I mean, when you when when you see eyes the size of the bottom of like Coke bottles, and they're really wide set, and they don't move a freaking millimeter the whole time you're staring them down. Uh, and then when the, those that set of eyes is joined by another one off to its right, and then another one appears up here. This is the the, the encounter I had with my daughters. Another one appeared up here, a single eye. This was single, this was single, and this was a set down here. This single eye was revealed not by its movement or opening. It was revealed by the silhouette. I saw the silhouette of leaves being moved to reveal that eye. And it was at that point, okay, I'm thinking a red eyes are bad. Everything I'm like, red eyes are bad. There are three of them, uh, at least. Uh, and we got the heck out of there. And I told, I told the girls, I said, do not run. Stay with me. And there was a good, probably another 40, 50 years back to the car that was a pretty scary sort of instance um and for a couple days after that i was feeling what people have described as having been zapped and i can't say i've been zapped but it, it was quite an adrenaline dump uh and i think for two into the third day the morning of the third day i still had this kind of kind of feeling it now retelling the story um but it's it's uh, an interesting phenomenon yeah that was in the up that was in the UP, north of Marquette. My, uh, my, I was up there with my daughter. She's a second-year nursing student up there. 
Uh, and this okay. was for her orientation to be prior to last year, uh, last year's school season. Make sure uh, if, if you are watching this in the background too that you turn down the uh, audio because I can hear a little bit of feedback. I don't know. If, just make sure it's completely off. Um, yeah, it's mute. Um, yeah, what I have uh, is mute. Okay. All right. So uh, my question is about the teepees though. Um, now, is this like a known Bigfoot Sasquatch thing? Is this like known in the community that they build these things or is this speculation? Um, yes, uh, it is. And there are a lot of people out there presenting a lot of stick structures and such, uh, which I actually think is uh, a wind or a weather event. Uh, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. We're all from Detroit, right? So it sounds yeah. right. too good to be true. It probably is. Uh, oh, yeah. But these teepees, you know, are found in areas where people also go. Um, and so you got, and I actually found some kids not far from the teepee on the right. I found some kids building one not far from that structure. And I interviewed them and, and uh, I have that on, uh, I, it's nothing I can publish because I don't have their permission. But, right. Uh, uh, they were building ones, so you know, and it looked pretty good. So, do you uh, think that that's? Home. Do you think that this these are man-made though, or do you think it's possibly like a crop circle, crop circle scenario? Maybe there are real crop circles made by some sort of phenomenon, and then there are some that have been admittedly made by human beings. Yeah, and those human being made things are really sloppily done. Don't right. you think? I mean, those that you've looked at, uh, the crop circle thing has fascinated me as a, from the time I was a boy as well. I haven't really studied it, researched it. Um, I like the Bigfoot phenomenon because it, it speaks to my sense of adventure, and I, I know what to look for. Mm -hmm. I know likely habitats, um, and I can go. Now, I could people have made yes, of course, uh, but when I stick a recorder under there and get, you know, a hundred hours of, of footage, um, and you listen to what's there at night, there's an interesting night. I was digging this, digging this up. You see this? These are all the hours that I've recorded, uh, and you'll see on January 6th, only one of them recorded. And the night before, on that particular recorder, uh, it wasn't supposed to record, it wasn't supposed to skip a day. It just did. It skipped a day, and, and, uh, which I think is really sort of anomalous. Um, mm -hmm. But that day that it actually recorded on, it was the only one of the three recorders I had out in the woods that did record. That, that is the uh, uh, Orthodox Christian birth of Jesus. Uh, this is when they celebrate uh, the Christmas uh, on January 6th. Most of us who are, uh, have a Christian background celebrate on uh, December 25th, of course. Uh, but there's an Orthodox Christianity that uh, says the 6th is, uh, is, is a day. I'm not saying there's Don't. any relation. It's just another weird thing that has happened. And I actually have recordings of a phoneticized uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, again, I was going to ask you with with these recordings, you take these uh, little recorders out into the woods, and then what, you just turn them on. They can you can program them for different days to to fly fire on. Exactly. I would uh, have it fire on, uh, turn on at ten thirty uh, at night, and shut off at six thirty a.m. Another interesting thing about that January sixth date is that re that that audio recording, the full eight hour footage, uh, starts with snoring, and I I planted the recorder this you know little thing mm -hmm. put in a little bag and stuck it at the base of the uh, tp underneath and kind of put up in here out of sight of any humans uh, and they always find these things uh, whatever i've recorded i believe them to be the sasquatch um, they um, they always find them 
I don't know if it's smell or sense. Uh, I had an alarm go off on my, one of my recorders, and, it, and you could hear it on the recorder. And then 90 seconds later, we, I have uh, one of the audio clips that I sent you. It's uh, and it, it, some weird stuff, including some what I, what I think are, is infrasonic speech. And I think I was uh, heading that way on the infrasound. Uh, I believe they do have an ability uh, to engage in infrasonic vocals. And I believe speech is included in those vocals, things I've heard. And, and right now, this, this I'm still in the nascent stage of analyzing all this stuff. I've, I've reviewed most of the audio, um, and I'm, I'm wondering what the heck to do with it. I, there's probably a documentary in the making, and there's no money in this, no money in documentaries uh, on this subject. There's no money in this pursuit. It's simply uh, uh, a good time. It, well, it is, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. So by my own wits and reckoning, I, you don't have to look too far on YouTube to find some good stuff. Uh, and I think I may have sent you a, a, a bunch of links. Uh, it's yeah. sort of a paradigm shifting kind of. Right. Um, I don't know if you want to share that or not. It does include the link to Nathan Rio's How to Find Bigfoot in One Day, which is no longer available to the public. Guys, check that out. You can, you know, if you want to share it, go for it. If not, not no harm, no foul. So, like you mentioned before, these things are found all over the U.S. They're called different things in different areas. I there's a um, show America Unearthed on um, Discovery Channel, or is it History Channel? It might be History Channel um, with Scott Walter, uh, who's a forensic geologist, but he took on a case. I think it was called the Louisiana Swamp Man. Um, and he found that people were getting this nasty smell and they would have this like presence close to him and they could hear all these different things. And he found that the smell was actually the swamp gas. I know people joke about swamp gas, but the smell specifically, I think it's like sulfur and some other sort of, uh, smell that comes up that is just putrid that people associate with like Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Um, and then other people say it's a bear standing on two legs, which they have on video, um, that's more for the Pacific Northwest sighting. Right. Than, uh, right. But I, 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 my question to you is, I mean, and it seems like you have a pretty realistic view on this. Like you're open to it, but you're not dead set that it's a hundred percent true. There used to be a show, I think it's called finding Bigfoot where these guys had like infrared cams that were cr cracking trees with, uh, you know, doing the, uh, the wood calls and all that stuff. And, um, you know, they never really, f I watched the whole season just to see if anything came out of it. And, uh, there was nothing really tangible that I saw them, but it seems like some of the stuff you have is actually pretty tangible from, you know, whether it's psi related or there, like you said, like there is some flesh and blood, you know, hominid out there somewhere, somehow evading us. But how, how do you think that, um, we have, we, all these there are, this is all the mythology. It is across the world. It's across all the states. What do you think these things, how do you think they're so elusive in, in that? Because there's never really been, what's what's that one video that everybody goes back to? It's like a Bigfoot right on the river bank, and it, the guy supposedly was wearing a, yeah, that guy was wearing a monkey suit, he said, but then he can never produce the monkey suit. But then somebody, um, Soraya, uh, who's on our show that runs the, where did the road go uh, podcast brought up a good point. It's like um, they were making planet of the apes at the same time. And how come that monkey suit looked far better than the apes on planet of the apes? Yeah. If it was around the same time. Well, for, yeah. well first I'd like to get his, I'd like to get his input on actually what he thought of that video. Uh, I was always intrigued as a boy and I really never uh, knew 
uh, fake or otherwise, but I, I'm firmly in the camp that that is real footage. Uh, I've listened, uh, guys, I've listened to uh, well over a thousand podcasts. Uh, it, it, and another, another compelling factor that got me into this was the madness I witnessed during the last presidential election. Thinking, all right, the world's going mad. <laughs> I'm going to go look for Bigfoot. It was the only thing real to me. Uh, and I've, I've never had so much more fun. I'm, and I'm kind of a you know closet political junkie. I used to uh, uh, follow it. And I just don't care anymore. I know, I know what I think and know what's real. And, and uh, the madness of the world last presidential election to me is unreal. It's still unreal. Um, yeah, we yeah. don't. Uh, so that's actually saving grace. That's why we started this podcast was to get away from politics. And, and I, I think people aren't questioning the important things like why are we here? Who are we? What are we doing? We're living, breathing magic. Yet people are more concerned on a daily basis what this person's doing, what that person's doing. Yeah. You know, reality TV and politics. And it, I think we're looking at the wrong things. And I think that it's serving us in some regards, but it's it's not helping us in other regards you know i think we're Agreed. relying too much on technology to f you know forward and we're not really looking inward and understanding who we are and where we come from kind of a thing but yeah. um but so you think the video is real um do you think do. do you think that um why would the guy though come out and say that it was a fake do you think i got me can't can't answer that it, it, I don't know. Maybe it was to take attention off his family. Uh, who, I, I just don't know. That's pure speculation, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know why. But I know that I've, I've listened to a lot of smart people on the subject, and the debate still is going on about that. And any special effects, you know, high-paid, well-funded uh, special effects guy in, in uh, 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 Hollywood, they, yeah. they could not have done such a good job back in the day. Now, with today's uh, uh, video analysis, all the software we have available to us, you can see tendons, uh, you know, in the legs. You can see the boobs, uh, sort of moving, um, and the gait uh, in which Patty walks. She's, it's a gait unique to the species. They walk in line. Uh, if you see steps that have, a, you know. Or side by side moving forward. That's that's a bipedal human. That's human. Um, but the the Sasquatch move in line. There, there's uh, a lot of information on that as well. But I'm certain that's that's a real that's real. Now, not all Sasquatch look like the Patty. Um, I had a I've had a witness experience. I did see a full profile something back in the day. Uh, uh, Mike, your father's. Uh, we had a mutual friend in high school. His name is Mike also. And uh, I, was, uh, I hunted with him eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a, 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 a case when I looked up from the back of a four-wheeler that I was riding on. We are going back to, I don't know, Feet of Blind or something like that. And I looked up, and there was a silhouette, of you know, a, a hominid silhouette, just briefly at the edge and disappeared in the woods. And I looked. It was kind of a greenish. It was a dark-colored silhouette. But with sort of a greenish hue. And I know that these guys had had some run-ins with the DNR. I thought maybe a DNR, but, but mm -hmm. no, it was just—it was weird. It was DNR weird. make themselves known, though. I mean, we go camping. We've gotten lit up by the DNR for being too loud. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and doing crazy shit in the woods. So we know about yeah. the what kind of and, music you listening to. Yeah, and we yeah. we well, know you guys are on public property. Yeah, well, we this know. We know that they're they make themselves they're they're not just snooping people out from the background. They, if they're there, their their presence is no. Which is I think that they're 
they're needed though too because there's a lot of riffraff you know people sure. doing sure. illegal crazy shit in the woods that you know um but so back to um this whole thing though why do you think that uh there's this debate uh, let me put it this way we know that these things existed in the past okay gigantopithecus and other early hominids and even through evolution we've obviously have been altered from you know denisovans and uh, neanderthals and some people say well maybe you know neanderthals are survived and i've heard other explanations i don't believe that i think neanderthals are actually smaller than us stature wise i think they're wider but they're actually shorter um in general um but just this idea that there is something out there uh why do you think that's so controversial do you think it's because um, like anything else, whether it be UFOs or paranormal stuff, do you think it it um, it confronts people with something that is against maybe their beliefs or their their day to day consciousness, or what do you think's going on? Who knows? I think it speaks more to a lack of uh, natural curiosity. Um, I, I I love what Graham Hancock writes. I like uh, inter- being introduced to new form formulas and the concept of size and psionic energy and you know. Uh, things like that. Not everybody's wired the same. Um, you know, there is an average IQ for a reason. And uh, um, some people just don't have the intellectual curiosity to pursue the matter. I'm thinking, I'm spending all this time in the woods. I go, an ideal year is I've spent eight nights in the woods alone, solo, just kind of putzing around and re- breathing fresh air. Is that scary? to the sounds of nature. Uh, I... I have to admit, I'm a little daunted to go back. I'm going back next Wednesday to my valley. Uh, and, and knowing what I know now, yeah, I'm going in with a little more trepidation than I have in the past. And that the first time uh, I sent you a video, it was uh, the controversial video that I, I sent you. Yeah. Uh, uh, right before I, that footage, I had a one-on-one with this big beast in the woods with this big eyes that are wide set and and i don't know how there was several minutes that we you know just stared one another down is that the picture that you sent me that has like a a bunch of like it's smaller ones and bigger ones like you sent like three or four of the same version of the same photo i think let me pull it up here Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. pop that bad boy up let me see if i can i need to see that to refresh my memory um i don't have any pictures of the actual encounter what what i was doing my gun was on the table my flashlight and, and uh and uh, uh, video camera were, you know, I had to go rec- recollect those, uh, get them. And then I went back and then I got that footage, which uh, shows a little weird thing in the, in the background, which I investigated. So whether it is or is not a Sasquatch, I, I don't know. I'd like to believe it is only because I know what happened to me just moments before that. Uh, however, it can be a case of pareidolia. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the term. It's right, essentially right. You know what paradox? It's our yeah, the human uh, mind putting together patterns and yeah, yeah, and, and and we're all guilty of that. You don't have to be crazy to yeah. We all looked up at the clouds and oh, there's a duck, you know, or there's yeah, a fish. Yeah, that's and, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and I love doing that. And uh, uh, but the parallax is another phenomenon in videography, which gives the effect of the foreground moving faster than the background. Mm. And that little video clip, it's the background that spans the spectrum of two objects in the front given a perspective. So it, I understand pareidolia. I don't buy the parallax argument for that particular clip because the background subject is moving faster than the foreground. So, oh, that's, that's, uh, there's one he said that 
yeah, that one's up in the Rifle River Recreation Area. And okay. again, it's a smaller part of a larger image. I think I sent you the larger image. And interesting, uh, you can see, Here, let me see what perplexes me about this. It looks like you have a couple of creations back there. You can see some eyes and the, the, the subject on the right, if you want to call it, there are fingers in the, in, in the seconds apart from the three images that I took that reveals these anomalous, you know, these mm -hmm. blob squatches, if you will. Um, they change, and uh, there are two perspectives of the of the fingers. If you, if you, uh, let me see if that, can... that perplexes me. Now th that can be. I'm not saying they are or are not dogmen or uh, Sasquatch or dogmen. That's another phenomenon you guys might want to look into. Yeah, is that the Wendigo or Wendigo or whatever that's called? Uh, yes and no. Some people confuse the two. Uh, some people call them Skinwalkers. The Wendigo, I think, maybe Skinwalkers. Uh, I haven't researched that area of this. Uh, there are other giants and monsters out there that I've heard uh, people witness and seen, but I haven't really dealt with. Oh, yeah, with. they're so all considered, what, cryptids the, or something along that? They are cryptids, yeah. yeah. And you asked why they didn't see it. If, I, if you had a wolverine under your house, uh, you'd never know it was there in a lifetime. Uh, to, they are so elusive. And, um, and I think it's just the very nature of these beings that they are... Um, they, they, they're masters at concealment. Um, they're just, they call them, you know, ninjas of the woods. Uh, they're, they're, they're an amazing phenomenon. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, you know, you're right. I think with the Wolverine is in Michigan. I mean, everybody knows U of M Michigan Wolverines, but they, they're not as seen many. they're not as plentiful as most people might think, and when there is a picture of them, it's like, oh, we found a wolverine, you know. So it's it's one of those things where you're right, it's it's elusive, and we know it exists, but it's still yeah. not seen that often. Um, but uh, and there's a lot of animals in nature. I think the snow leopard's similar; like they have a hard time yeah. filming that, you know. So um, yes, I, I I found I saw a lynx uh, along the Rouge River uh, under the mixing bowl where you know the lodge and 696 and yeah. Northwestern Highway. I saw links right there. They're not even supposed to be down this far. Wow. Um, that was that was pretty crazy. But this is all part of my, uh, you know, I think I was going to visit my daughter. I just took a little detour and poked around the stream. And, and uh, yeah, I saw links. Now so there... I wanted to ask you, a lot of your stuff is in, is it all in Michigan? Because I'm a backpacker. I go Colorado, Tennessee, and things like that. I've been in the woods for nine days and stuff like that. But, number one, I'm always with a partner. So I can Good. understand that daunting feeling of being out there alone. But... I just wanted to clarify, most of your sightings are in Michigan. Uh, my sightings have been in Michigan. I've not, although I've, uh, I was out in Idaho once camping, and I just reached out the other night to the woman. Uh, this is back with my ex-wife. Um, um, it was in Idaho, not far from the Salmon River, in the Sawtooth Mountain Range, probably within an hour's drive of Stanley. Uh, I, <laughs> with our, the first morning there, I woke up to someone running through the camp. I thought Mark Mark must be going for a run, right? So yeah. I asked him when they woke up. I said, "He was he went for a run." Nobody, hmm. nobody went for a run that that. Day. But I heard something on two feet run right through our camp. And the interesting thing, we were in the last campsite along the river where the uh, uh, it's kind of like a this chasm or this little valley. It tightens up, and there's a, a choke point right there. Choke points is another area you want to look for when you're uh, looking for sign and such. Uh, but I heard something run through the camp. Uh, in Idaho. Um, I was out in Vermont recently, took a hike and found some interesting anomalous um, things, which c 
complimented across a bog, uh, destroyed uh, uh, hunters blind and such. It was it was an odd thing. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a nice little hobby. Uh, you can take anywhere with you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So uh, actually, Maurice is a photographer too. I'm getting into it a little bit myself. That, that picture behind me is from his trip just this last week in uh, Tennessee. Um, yeah, Smoky Mountains. But uh, so the other thing I wanted to ask you is the term Sasquatch. Like, where is that native to? Because I've heard, I mean, most people know Bigfoot and, uh, you know, in, in Asia, it's in the Himalayas, it's called the Yeti. Um, but where does Sasquatch like a, um, a Native American term? And if so, like what regions is that uh, indigenous to? My understanding that it isn't a Native American term. Uh, it's one of the Northwestern tribes, I believe, and it was phoneticized from the actual word, which I can't uh, reiterate at the, at the moment. But yeah, its origins. Uh, and speaking of the First Nations people, every tribe has a name for these. I mean, you can look right. them up. It doesn't take it that long to find a list of different names uh, for this. Some revered them, some feared them, uh, some traded with them. Um, uh, but up, up in Sanilac, I was up there a couple of years ago to see the petroglyphs and, uh, the narrative there of the, uh, the guides bring up the night stalkers. Uh, they said that, and I don't know how they know this, but because these petroglyphs are 800 to 1200 years old, uh, preceding many of the known, uh, you know, uh, Indian tribes, indigenous to Michigan. And, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine uh, that they would think that they're benevolent beings because nationwide First Nation people uh, will acknowledge that they take women and children and uh, You know, they're not all malevolent. I don't believe that you know case who is that kid in uh, Carolina Casey Hathaway does that sound familiar? Or is that the that's someone else I'm thinking about there was a kid last year. He was out for two nights three days uh, he said he hung out with a bear. That's how he stayed alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about in the now. middle of a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bears, bears, number one, are hibernating in 18-degree freezing rain kind of weather. Um, but this kid's... Uh, yeah, know, it is I, Casey I, Hathaway. I, okay, right on. Thank you. And uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, a, a sympathetic Sasquatch kind of took a fancy to him and kept him for a few days. Wow. Yeah. That's that, my personal belief based on... There are... There are... Um, you know, accounts like that. I've looked stuff up and I've seen stuff on YouTube where, you know, people, kids will be taken off in the woods and claim that it was a monkey or an ape type thing. And, uh, there's a few accounts of that, but, uh, yeah, I just find this whole thing fascinating. Cause it's like, um, you know, we've talked about this before too, but when you're a kid, you know, you're in the basement and you turn the lights off and you start to walk out, you're like, Oh, I got to run up. Cause there's something behind me kind of a feeling. And you get that nervous, uh, excitement type of an energy, and I can't. I can imagine that's a, a heightened even more. So you, you know, like you're saying, it is a little, you know, uh, not scary, but there's like a nervousness. I'm sure being alone uh, and doing that kind of stuff up there. Um, do you think that it's possible that people's and most maybe there are real cases where it's not, but do you think in some cases there are accounts where people's minds are playing tricks on them because of that? that uh aspect of it whether it's the mind uh, like a some sort of fear like f uh fight or flight type of thing or do you think that there's something going on maybe with yeah. that could be i, I don't know I, I can't speak to that because i'm not an expert and i don't know a lot about that but yeah people come on we're people we're right. crazy uh <laughs> seriously it's like uh, and i know i've had a case of pareidolia in the past um um 
so you don't want to put too much stock in any one image. Uh, I'm out there, you know, I, I did a foolish thing a few years ago after I established the YouTube channel, five subscribers, and I post, I came out on, on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of a black sheep in the family, the only boy in the family of four, and, uh, you know, sense of humor about it. But it's just a subject you just don't go away. But early on, when I'm, again, by my own wits and reckoning, this is a real phenomenon. Why isn't there more interest on in this? And why, when... You know things. Why does why do certain government presences, uh, uh, you know, give people a hard time and discourage the 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 uh, discussion about this? I don't know. Right. Well, you see the same thing with the UFO stuff, and there's actually right. not now that there is a tangible evidence for your stuff, but you know, there's videos and people from the government saying they've seen things. So it's interesting. People just need to, I don't know, get out of this this material day to day. Yeah, stupid yeah. stuff. Well, I think we're prisoners. Uh, we live in caves of our own, making <laughs> these devices in front of our faces all the time. Yeah, I mean, we're literally living in Plato's cave. If any, if you're familiar with that, uh, yeah, that not, story. Check out Plato's cave. It's uh, just a little premise. It's you know the Greek philosopher Plato has a um, sure. uh, part of his dialogue where he talks about how there's these three guys that are tied up in a cave, but they're facing the cave wall and there's a fire behind them. So the only thing they can see their whole life is the silhouette of themselves against the cave wall. And then one of the day, one day, one of the guys gets out and sees that there's a whole world out there of vivid colors and, and self and mind. And, um, you know, and then he comes back to the cave and tells the other people and they don't believe him because all they've ever seen is their own silhouette on the cave wall. But it's, you should great analogy. Yeah. Um, so I think that way about a lot of things. I think that we're pretty young in terms of, um, you know, evolution. If you look at the, the whole universe was about 13.8 billion years and, as homo sapiens we've been around what 200 to 250 thousand years that's nothing you know it's a it's not even a, a grain you know so um i think that our understanding of things is is super you know immature in terms of the scheme of things but i also think that like i said before there's not enough people talking about these subjects in terms of why are we here like what we're we're living, breathing magic. What are we doing? You know, what is this? We're talking through technology right now. I don't know how this technology works. I mean, I have an idea, but if, if something happened tomorrow and somebody was like, okay, recreate, make a MacBook, make a, a DSLR Canon, you know, uh, camera, I would have no idea where to even start. So it's, it's one of those things where we're living in this big collage, you know, or big piece of artwork. And, you know, we think we know things, but I don't think we know nearly as much as we think we know. But uh, we are a very arrogant and ignorant species. And, and Plato said it best. I mean, the masses are incurably ignorant. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, talk about timeless uh, wisdom. <laughs> right. <laughs> timeless yeah. Do you think that um, when you look at this phenomenon, do you think that... Um, there are people that take away from it, whether they be liars or people just producing stuff just to produce stuff or um, because I think that goes with every, you know, fringe subject, whether it's UFOs and aliens, there's credible people and there's crazy people. You know, do you think that the same thing goes on with the uh, Bigfoot Sasquatch community or? I think no doubt that it does. Uh, I think people sometimes put things out there. Um, 
uh, claiming this, that, and the other thing that it may be off base. You can't put any, you can't put all your stock into one witness, you know, testimony or or any one person's evidence. I believe now. I you mentioned uh, finding Bigfoot. I hired uh, Cliff Berrickman uh, for Gross Point's first uh, Bigfoot event. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he came in. He was here the day before for uh, Bigfoot Days up in. in uh, uh, West Branch. So I got him at a discounted rate. God bless his soul. Cliff's a good, good guy and a, and a good hugger if he ever watches this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's a cool guy. But he and I differ. He believes that uh, a fellow by the name out there, uh, Todd Standing, is, is a hoaxer. I personally do not at all. And that blows my mind. I didn't debate it with him. But, uh, you know, we, it's okay to differ in opinion. Uh, and you have to look at the totality of the evidence out there. The stuff I've gotten is beyond what I ever had dreamed to get. I have actual, you know, enunciated uh, uh, multisyllabic utterances, which we're using uh, right now on the podcast. Right. They speak. I have happy ba, isaha, jinjinjua, um, and a lot of other things. I've got the grunts. I've got barks. I've got, I, in that, that uh, January 6th, uh, recording yeah. that starts with snoring so back to the structures i think the structures are some sort of uh, perhaps territory marker maybe it's a ritual mating ritual kind of thing say look what i can build do you want to do it with me uh who knows i i just Which don't we're know still about. doing today you know <laughs> we're guys right <laughs> yeah that's what it's all about so, man building yeah. shit. but i don't know if the 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 boy sasquatch has made these over the girls i just don't know however i do know that night that started with snoring uh that's one subject near the recorder you hear another one not far away i'm presuming you know painting a picture in my own mind that this is a guardian of that and whether it be male or female i don't know but uh, that very night i also have something coming in from the outside and uh, it's subtle but you can hear it and then moments later this the, the secondary subject the one near the tv it sounds like they're crunching on bones and mm. uh, it's bizarre and it sounds like bone crunching uh so the picture i painted in my mind here's a guardian of the a juvenile uh, and someone came in to feed the mama or the, you know, the papa or whoever's guarding. I don't know. Big brother, big sister. I don't know. Uh, but they do reproduce. Um, uh, I, I noticed around the TP um, what suggested to me to be juvenile activity. If you look at uh, there's an image I sent you with a teacup in it. I, I observed that teacup moved uh, around the TP and eventually disappeared. But when it was on that uh, uh, cleared out space. The ground was cleared of pine mm. needles and the leaves and other detritus that was there on the floor. And it looked like a place setting to me. Um, uh, Garland uh, uh, appeared over the entrance to the teepee. And I think they're maybe just mimicking us. Uh, we're decorating our houses for Christmas and such. Uh, I think it was a, a direct mimic. And I have, I've had these crazy audio recordings that uh, has snoring, that has coughing. I haven't published yet the snoring nor the coughing and when i do if i ever do a, a documentary on this it that will be uh, integral uh in the setting of the time and place and the scenario there uh but the secondary subject i mentioned was the one coughing it sounds exactly like a human coughing it's bizarre uh it, it after the call send me your digits and i'll i'll text both of you some files that i've never published 
uh, including the, the coughing. Okay, uh, nice. And That's the what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's bizarre stuff. So these, it's a biological something. And when the recorders are going, no one's out there. This is, you know, mid-January, early mid-January. And, uh, you know, you have snoring and coughing and other grunts and things that sound like chewing on bones. And, um, again, this could be my creative uh, mind working uh, and projecting, but I, I don't think so. I, I, it's yeah. the stuff that's repeatable, verifiable, and, and uh, the audio clips that I do render, I'd like to get different uh, versions of that because whatever mindset I'm in might dictate the formula and filters that I choose to use. Uh, to bring out what's uh, there amidst the white noise. Uh, Do you think, though, what's the deal with the bones? You you brought up bones, but how come there's no complete skeletons of, you know, we have hominid skeletons and we have Gigantopithecus teeth and different things like that. Um, Why do you think that we've never found, like, real skeletons of these things? Like, what's going on with that? Are they smart enough where maybe they have some sort of burial thing but if that's the case i still think that we would have found something by now maybe i don't know uh yeah yeah one would think uh but if you talk to les stroud who spent you know a year in the wilderness with his wife once but he's in all his years and time in the woods he's never come across the carcass of a bear we know black bear exist they're in great numbers even here in michigan uh where in michigan are there black bears because i've we've gone camping i've been up up, up even in the Lower Peninsula. Oh, really? Where in the Lower yeah. Peninsula? Like at near uh, Traverse City? Or? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Uh, Traverse City, all, all up north. Any Anywhere above Clare, I'd say, is bear territory. Yeah, I was going to say... It extends down to Huron, Nash, Huron Manistee National Forest. I'm, they're probably bear in there as well. Because we, we go camping... Yeah, we go camping along the Manistee River when we go. I've never seen anything big. I don't even... I think I've maybe seen some wild turkeys... Um, yeah, I've never seen anything, even a deer, really, to be honest with you. We've gone hiking and stuff. I don't know. Maybe they're just well, there a loose. There you go. Yeah. Most, most critters avoid us. Yeah. Right. Uh, the critters I've run into, which I believe are the Sasquatch, um, uh, they don't move. They stand their ground. They just, they remain motionless. And this, this, uh, one up in the valley I mentioned earlier that I am going to next week, um, it eventually closed one eye. It didn't do a head turn. The other eye didn't move. Uh, and, and it was several minutes. We were just staring. And, I, and I, we were staring. I knew if I had turned away or gone to get my stuff uh, that I'd probably never see it again. So I waited long enough where I was thinking, all right, we could do this all night. Uh, it, already, it had already closed its right eye uh, without moving to the left. I think perhaps uh, it was becoming oversensitized by the light, the headlamp that I had on. I'm, I'm shining the red light um, in these, in, to bring out these eyes. But mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, pretty darn interesting. And I never saw it after then. The eyes disappeared after I went to grab my gear, and uh, and then I, you know, then I came up with that. Whether it be a case of pareidolia, I don't think it's parallax in that little video clip. And, and there are two videos, I think, I, on my uh, YouTube channel which explore that clip. I just brought up the picture of the footprint in the tall grass. Oh, um, yeah. That's, so, that's a favorite. So where did you take that one at? And have you found other footprints, or is that primarily the only one that you've really seen? That was the No, I've found other prints, some well-defined, um, but not often. I can think of four 
cases where I've found prints. That print was unusual because it was in the tall grass. I was driving along the valley look, looking into the, the, the river area, in the, the grassy area, and I thought I saw had seen something. I backed up, nothing. I went poked around, and, and uh, I found that print on the way back out. And that is heavily compacted grass. It was, I, I wear a size 9 uh, old-school uh, hmm. leather Italian hiking boot. Sure. Kind of, bulk, kind of bulky. I just like them. Um, and uh, it was about four inches longer than my size 9 boot. And I... I I'm out there. I, I don't want to call myself a researcher, guys, because I'm not out there taking notes. I'm not ready to cast at any time. I'm, I'm an artist. I'm an enthusiast on, uh, enthusiast, uh, on the Bigfoot arena. And that's how I kind of mm-hmm. prefer to be referred to as, because I, I have a, a natural artistic curiosity. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, That's a lot similar to what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we could be doing a lot less productive things with our time. Oh, that's for sure. What about like thermal or night vision? You know, I th- you have this one. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, let's see here. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you too. You don't have any uh, like cameras or anything? I know I have a GoPro Seven. It's not the best quality at night, but you can kind of see stuff if you set that ISO up really high. Yeah, I, I've never caught anything on GoPro that I would say is. A, a living yeah. creature like a Sasquatch. Okay. Uh, I, I I haven't. Uh, they I did put up game trail cams in the area where I recorded, uh, and uh, I got nothing, absolutely nothing for an entire week. I put two cams out there for a week, um, and I got nothing. Not a rabbit, not a rodent, not a not a you know no squirrel, no raccoon, no deer, no birds, nothing for a whole week in a nature area, a designated nature area. I think it was pretty interesting that I got zip. Zero, not on that. Um, they, if, and they say in the community, if you're, and people have been harassed by these things, they say put up uh, trail cams. They, that is an actual deterrent um, to these things because they're savvy to them. They're savvy to the sound or the, or the light or the sonic emission. I, I don't know what they're savvy to, uh, but they tend to avoid these things. The image yeah, that... Yeah, to, to, uh, I was going to say, to, to support that, I, w- I went backpacking in Oregon two years ago and... Uh, we saw one chipmunk the whole week we were there, so they they can hear you coming a mile away, especially in those those real you know if you're at a campground or something a, a raccoon or something might be used to the humans they'll come up and they'll grab your grub but yeah, when you're in the backwoods man they're, they they can smell you a mile away so it's a, people are like well you'd see them you'd see them until you go in the woods and you see how vast and and massive these actual these uh, these woods are it's you know it's definitely yeah. possible that something's hiding out there. Well, I tell you, and, and as elusive as these things are by nature, they are cryptids by definition. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just their nature. It's hard. And I see you have the, the photo up there, uh, that screen uh, clip. In that, you see what looks to be kind of a head, and and, yeah. uh, and the forehead that goes up and then down, and you see a, an ocular recess. And at one point when it turns, you see what looks like a, a an ear uh, sort of recess. Ocular recess, right? No, that wouldn't be the ocular. Oculars, anyway. Uh, and you have the large back, the trapezius muscles. This phenomena, whether it be an apparition of you know parallax and pareidolia or, or an actual juvenile Sasquatch, which I believe it could be, uh, given the fact that this is not an, uh, a case of parallax because it is moving faster in the background than the foreground you see there. So. It's still a mystery. It can't be proven. It's just one of those anomalous things. Where but was this, that one taken? 
That was up the valley at Wolf. Okay. And what were what what setting is that on your camera? That was probably an auto setting. I had uh, my flashlight in one hand and the video camera. It's a uh, I don't think I have. I think it's in the car. Um, it's just a video camera. Okay. Or, I don't even know the model. It's a Sony. I got it at Costco for two hundred fifty bucks. Gotcha. Uh, and and uh, that's that's what that was captured on. So. I yeah. Think the, uh, the, pardon. Yeah. No. I was to say that that one's pretty interesting. I know. Um, you know, there's a lot of, that's why that picture right there is kind of things that I've seen other people use to correlate Bigfoot to like light orbs and UFOs and that kind of stuff. And there's a connection with all that uh, of the, of the witness testimony that I've heard, uh, orbs, uh, or ball lightning, uh, many different descriptions and names for it. Right. Um, not, nobody really knows what it is. Who, Yuri, uh, who's the, Yuri, what's his last name? I forget. He was he worked for the CIA. Oh, Yuri, yeah, Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller. Yeah. Yuri Geller. Yeah. Uh, he, as a boy, approached one of these light phenomena and touched it. Yeah. And it was after that he claims that he was gifted in these talents that he had, which are completely supernatural. The right. guy's like super. Well, though, I, I know people get. He was considered somewhat believable, and he still doing a lot of stuff within that community, but I think he, the spoon bending thing was found out to be a hoax or he was doing something, you know, like a mentalist type trick with it. Um, and, uh, so people started to discredit a lot of his stuff, but I think that he was on, um, there's a recent documentary put out about the remote viewing, uh, you know, with the Stanford research Institute with, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Russell Targ and Hal Putoff and all those guys, uh, who started that whole thing. Um, and he was on that documentary as well. I think the, the documentary is called third eye spies. Um, you can find it on like YouTube and stuff. Love but that. It, yeah, but it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, the Yuri Gelly thing is, I know it's, um, it's polarizing cause there's some people that believe him still. Some people think he's just because he was found out to be doing that one thing that diminishes the rest of what he's doing, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Somebody just commented. Uh, somebody just yeah. Somebody just commented. They saw Bigfoot in Washington State uh, when he was a truck driver. That's Papa Bear Double uh, One. Um, yeah, it seems like Washington with the old growth forest or old, you know, what do they call it? The dense forest up there. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of sightings up that way. It seems like, which is interesting. It is interesting, and roadside uh, signings. I, I sent you that email, and I do have uh, permission from Gumshoe Guy uh, to that you can share that data if you wish. Okay. Um, and um, it, there, it's a popular way of seeing these things. I mean, if you look at, throughout the BRFO, there are a lot of you know roadside sightings. A friend of mine's daughter is in the uh, uh, Coast Guard, and she's out in Oregon. He was out there speaking to somebody who was savvy to the subject, and he believes that there are more in the Midwest than there are in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're flat, but that's more area that is habitable. Uh, in Ohio, they call these things the grass man, um, and uh, it, they're yeah. It's they're strange that everybody has a name kind of for it. You know, it's like the Great Flood almost. All the histories have this right. Great Flood in it. Throughout so. cultures around the world, you have a Great Flood story. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, so, that obviously goes back to now they think, you know, like we were talking about Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson, all those guys that, you know, it correlates to the uh, younger Dryas, you know, and the melting of the uh, the glaciers and everything, whether it had been a comet impact or asteroid impact. And some people like uh, Dr. Robert Schock believe more of a solar um, or a coronal mass ejection, some sort of like solar flare that, that wiped uh it all out but um yeah all these topics are fascinating i just i think that the fascinating thing to me too is still the way that our mind works like we're we contemplate all these ideas and have all these theories and have all these things but we still most people don't think about cognitive bias confirmation bias you know um you know the way that we learn things the way that you know if you really think about it most of the stuff and i went back and looked at like how do i learn and what do I know? How do I know? You know, you go over epistemology and ontology and stuff like that. Um, and it seems like a lot of the stuff that we know and a lot of stuff that we learn is just our own interpretation of something we've already heard, you know, like it's yeah. very rare. Yeah. Even like, um, art, you know, like I was in bands for a long time. I'm a guitar player. Um, you know, I'd find a lot of, you know, one of my main influence was Trey Anastasio from fish and a lot of the stuff I was playing, it's like, that kind of sounds like fish, you know, like I got to rewrite this song or I, you know, there, you find yourself, you know, implementing things, taking from other people. And I know that that's how it works. You know, there's influences and you build off that kind of a sure. thing, but it's, I always try and when I'm doing something now, take the approach of how can I do this where it's completely fresh or it's completely new, um, and um what do we know and how do we know it and uh it seems like with your stuff you're kind of even though you call yourself an enthusiast i've like i said i find your stuff some of your stuff more credible than a lot of the other stuff that i've seen you know and, and there's a lot of like we talked about earlier i don't necessarily want to call them liars but there's a lot of people that embellish stories and maybe they tell themselves a narrative for long enough where they believe it um or they misremember something we know our memory is super flawed um you know, it's this narrative that we tell ourselves when they're in the theater of our mind. And then what actually happened, if you get three people in a room and they all tell the story about an event, it all kind of varies a little bit, you know, so. Sure. Um, well, we go in the direction of our most prevalent thoughts and there's no doubt we're affected by our environment. And that's really the limit, the scope of our, our uh, perception, our worldview. When you, when you, do you just follow the, the evidence or things that you find or do you, when you go out and do these things, do you have not like an agenda, but just like an idea of what you're going to do or how do you, when you, when you go out there, what are you thinking? Uh, I try not to think too much Okay. <laughs> honestly, when I'm out there. I go up north to decompress. I grew up with three sisters. My last name is Lady, for goodness sake. My mother's first <laughs> name is Gay. Uh, honest to God, it's true. Uh, yeah. she, she's remarried, but uh, anyway, we, Growing up, in a, in, you know, with a heavy female influence in my life, you know, I, I'd spend a lot of time at the creek as a boy, and now I, I run to the woods a, a, as an adult. Um, got my two daughters, my wife and ex-wife, and uh, all three sisters. <laughs> my mom's still with us, thank goodness. Uh, you know, I, I go out there just to decompress and not think a lot. I, I'm a, I feel like a kid in the woods again. I want to go, and I want to play with my toys. I grew up on Tarzan. Uh, uh, James Bond, uh, Daniel Boone, and uh, this is kind of a hobby where you know I can look at my childhood, you know, hero uh, figures, and uh, sort of uh, emulate or live a life that 
uh, that they did. I get to carry a gun, right? I got my my cameras and my FLIR and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, actually, the the last uh, one-on-one encounter I had uh, up north with my daughters and uh, one of their friends, um, I had all that stuff with me, and I did not even consider using it. <laughs> I was um, I had to, I did. I had no reason until I saw one of these things move. Um, I, I, I do believe it was actually telling me to go. Mm. Um, uh, it, it, this, this the original set of eyes that we had, we were staring down. My daughters were with They moved just ever so slightly. It was practically imperceptible. And I looked at my daughter. I said, because I, I, I wasn't sure myself. I said, you know, you're staring at something for so long. It's eyes can play a trick, but it moved. She saw it move. It moved. And then the other two eyes you know, appeared. Uh, it was the first time I had ever seen red eyes in the woods. Um, and that was, that was, that was sort of terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I bet. It was, it was, uh, it was a little nerve wracking. I'll never forget it. That's for sure. So just to, uh, wrap it up here, if somebody was trying to get into this and check out, definitely check out Jay's, uh, James's page below we have uh the link there uh subscribe to his youtube channel but if you you were somebody was interested in getting into this and looking you know going down the rabbit hole a little bit um what would you say is the most compelling or best evidence or somebody's research like who's who's the top dog in terms of credibility do you think well there are quite a few actually uh earlier i was thinking of a couple figures mk davis look up his work he's done a lot of excellence uh uh uh, audio and visual analyses. He's even done one on the Pat- Patterson Gimlin film. Um, he's he's got some skills and he's a rational thinker. Um, he's worth looking at. There's also a, fe- a fellow by the name of Bob Gimlin. It's G Y M L A N. He's a young kid. I think uh, uh, graduate or postgraduate age in that range. He's he's got a keen mind. He's objective in his approach to the subject. And uh, he's worth looking at as well, Bob Gimlin. Uh, As far as evidence and work, uh, take a look at Melba Ketchum's uh, DNA uh, genome study. Uh, It has 109 or 111, uh, over 100 samples. Um, And I I looked at the data. I I think it's pretty good. She was assailed uh, by the naysayers that... The Bigfoot community online can be rather brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think her data is really quite good. I think, and and I've spoken to her. We've chatted a little bit. Uh, give me, she's given me some hints as to where to look from and all that kind of jazz. But um, I'd look at Melba Ketchum's genome study on the subject. Uh, I who else would I look? Uh, consider Christopher Noel's uh, uh, work. He's he's open-minded about the mind speak thing, and uh, he's has some amazing experiences uh, and amazing evidence as well. He's got FLIR evidence. Hmm. He's got one in the woods doing a little, uh, you know, something with its hand. Christopher uh, has a, a theory that it's uh, it's the uh, Sasquatch. Uh, uh, having a mind fart here. <laughs> My, my mind needs to escape, boys. Yeah, the the, fl- <laughs> the FLIR uh, the FLIR radar is actually what they've been using. Like that's what's on all those um, USS Nimitz, um, uh-huh. you know, the UFO sightings that the pilots, you know, they switch between the different views. There's TV view. There's, um, uh, you know, it's it's basically that's the radar that they're using. I'm sure it's a little bit different than one that you can probably, you know, good quality stuff is what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but, but yeah, there's definitely anomalous things out there. Um, whether they can be explained or it's like you said, trick of the camera, trick of the mind, whatever it may be. Um, but definitely worth looking into. And I'm glad you came on because I, I, this definitely, um, you know, piqued my interest on the topic a little bit more. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm still skeptical. I'll always be skeptical. Yeah. I'm still, I believe in UFOs. I believe in UFOs, but I'm still skeptical about those. You know, we have harder proof of that than probably most other fringe things. But, um, you know, but it's yeah, just. Yeah, just, just right. there, you push it forward and keep questioning. That's all we can do. Yeah. yeah. And if I were to direct anybody to my work, if you want a shortcut cut to the pithy stuff, in my earlier publication, there's a three-minute, eight-second um, clip. I think I may have sent you the whole file uh, from a mail drop option. Uh, but it's called uh, Vocals Throughout uh, and Speech at 57 and 202. You'll hear uh, they're known to – I went to to say they click. They communicate with one another by clicking. Hmm. Uh, discovered they clock. Um, and I believe there's a lot to this infrasonic ability. There is a lot of mumblings in what I've recorded that are very difficult to hear, but you can tell they're multisyllabic, you know, enunciated expressions. And uh, often there are multiple subjects there. But I'd, I'd go to that uh, 57 and 202 spots in that earlier video. Um, and everything, it's pretty es esoteric subject, guys. And, and this audio is new to me. Even the infrasonic uh, stuff that I'm investigating right now um, is is uh, very esoteric <laughs> so uh, take it with a grain of salt if you wish uh this is just me being a kid in the woods uh, uh finding one clue and investigating you know and seeing where that leads me and, and thanks to christopher noel his his uh website by the way or his youtube channel is impossible visits mm -hmm. uh, he's got a lot of great stuff out there he's a smart guy um and there are so many others and forgive me if i'm not uh uh, I might comment later on in the comment section with others that I might come up with, but um, cool. there's a few hand, there's a handful of folks there that uh, can help open your mind and, and broaden your perspectives. Bob Gimlin's uh, got a really interesting, unique approach to this. Uh, his stuff is stellar. Uh, he's commented on uh, one of my videos. Um, cool. It was uh, oh oh I, I can't forget one of my favorites, Thinker Thunker, ThinkerThunker.com. Uh, look him up. He's brilliant. He's uh, also a, 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 I'd call him artistic with uh, his camera abilities, but he's he's a sharp guy and puts a lot of uh, time and effort into his product. Uh, and he, he'll get you thinking. He's got some really crazy and really awesome stuff. Nice. Yeah, beyond mine. So I'm just a little piece in the puzzle. I'm grateful for this exposure. Um, well, we had to get you on. I mean, you know, you know, you know, my parents, you know, my cousin, you know, it's, it's like, uh, we got to get you on, you know, and, and to be honest with you, like I said, I appreciate that you still have an open mind to, you know, other possibilities, whether it be something paranormal, some trick of the mind, whatever it may be. Uh, I don't think, you know, that's what I've learned from doing this podcast and researching and reading and talking to a ton of people is like, don't die on an, any hill, you know, just, just have an open mind and, and understand yeah. that, you know, if you can keep your mind open enough, you're able to uh, evolve and change with new information. And when you start to pigeonhole yourself into one paradigm or one, you know, subject, whatever it may be, you know, you might find evidence later that contradicts that. And then you find yourself fighting you know with other people yeah, about do, stuff yeah. so um but our worst enemies right um, but i appreciate right. your 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 outlook on it and like i think 
there needs to be more people like that in lots of these different subjects. And I think if they're, um, you know, we can get to that place, I think that more of this research can be a little bit more compelling and we can get to the bottom of what's really going on but uh yeah thanks for coming on and uh well, pleasure, guys. do you have a web do you have a website that you want to plug to or just the youtube channel or uh, uh not no website regarding the sasquatch, sasquatch phenomena i do have a, a, a facebook page called michigan sasquatch i'm not terribly active on it okay um, i'm here hot and cold guys this is a subject where you can easily burn out on and i have burned out a few times sure yeah. Uh, it has almost led to the dissolution of my relationship, and, and I didn't want that either. No, yeah, no. you gotta you gotta keep that going. You know, <laughs> it's a nice. You gotta find that balance. You know. Yeah, well, exactly, and it, it's a, it's a it's a wonderful uh, dalliance. It's better. It's less expensive than a mistress, and a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check out uh, James's page below. We got the link. Check us out at Patreon.com. Mike and Maurice for two dollars a month, you will get exclusive content. Uh, I just redid our uh, our uh, our own website, Mike and Maurice Mindescape dot com. Uh, we got Instagram dot com, Mike underscore N underscore Maurice, Twitter dot com slash Mike Escape, and uh, Facebook dot com, uh, Mike N Maurice Mindescape. All right, James, thanks for coming on. We'll have All you on boys. again in the future. Let us thanks. know if you see anything new or get any new evidence, and we'll get sure. you back on here. Sure. And peace be with you and all those who are listening. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Take care. Cheers. Cheers.